Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to PXP. Today, we're going to talk about getting stuff done when your to-do list is, let's say, a mile long. Does that sound familiar? Well, great. This is a perfect show for you. Let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day and wherever in the world you're listening, welcome to PXP. Now, I don't don't know about you folks, but this week has been crazy busy for me. Actually, it spilled over from last week. It started off crazy busy last week, and it just continued on to this week. And aside from all the things that pay the bills, I've really been trying to make progress on my book. I'm trying to get it finished so I can get it published. I learned yesterday that I can self-publish on Amazon for free, so that's going to be pretty cool. I'm going to go that route. And then, of course, I'll create an audiobook, and yours truly will narrate, of course. Um, I also spent uh, a number of hours listening to a new book, Green Lights, by Matthew McConaughey. This book is crazy good, y'all. It's got me thinking so deep, reflecting on my life and what stage I'm life in uh, of what stage of life that I'm in, and it's one of those books that just it makes you uh, just study yourself and really take stock in what you've got and where you are in life, and that can be a dangerous place for me. I'll just be honest with you. The, I'm one of those guys. I can't watch a two o'clock in the morning infomercial because if I do, I'm going to buy everything that they're selling, right? Um, and when I get deep into self-reflection, like when I was listening to this Matthew McConaughey book, it often pushes me outside my comfort zone, and I uh, sometimes I tend to make really big decisions, uh, life-changing decisions, and, and it's good to get outside your comfort zone. There's nothing wrong with getting outside your comfort zone, and the fact that I know that, well, that just puts me in a good place. So what else do I got going on this week? Uh, oh, baseball's starting. Baseball season is about to get kicked off. One of our friends calls it the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, for me, though, that means that I'm be broadcasting another sport. And my son plays baseball, so I'm going to get the pleasure of watching his games and calling those games at the same time. Um, I'm going to be broadcasting baseball this season over the NFHS network. And so that network is the, the high school arm of the CBS Sports Digital Network. So it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a nationwide network. You subscribe to it and... and uh, you can stream all the games. Uh, you can go back and watch games on demand. You can watch any school in the country that's a participating school in the NFHS network. So that's where you'll find me during baseball season. But look, that's enough about me. Let's talk about this episode. We're talking today about having a to-do list that is a mile long. You know what I'm talking about? You've got a million things to do. And some of you, as you listen to this today, that may be you. You may be sitting there with a to-do list that's a mile list long. Maybe your to-do list is so long, you don't even know where to start. I've been there. Like, I know what you're talking about. And and I find myself getting there on occasion. And I have to take a step back and I have to really take stock in some of the most basic um, fundamental things that I have learned over the years on how to tackle this obstacle. This obstacle of being so busy that you don't know where to you don't know where to start. So many things on your to-do list, you don't know what to do first. Or you're trying to do multiple things at one time and you just really don't feel like you're making any progress. Does that sound familiar to you? I- I've been there. So one of the things that um, you know is, is sometimes encouraging is to know that, hey, I'm not 
going through something that someone else hasn't already gone through as well. And so if that's you today, know that you're not alone. There's a, a, a million other people in America or around the world right now that are in the same boat as you. And I've been in that same place myself. And so I want to share with you today some things that help me get through those times in my life or those times, those seasons, those stages, those uh, those phases that we go through where we're just so busy, we don't know which way to turn. I want to share some things that help me get through those, right? There's no magic bullet. There's no, I don't have the secret sauce, but I do have some good tips that help me get through those things, through those times. And I think they'll help you as well. Um, I will say this. I've, I've been, for a long time, I've used the, the phrase multitask. And I thought I was a really good multitasker. You know, and we use that phrase when we feel like we're good at doing a lot of things at one time, right? We can bounce back and forth between multiple projects or tasks or, or focus on multiple things at one time. And the fact of the matter is, and studies have shown this, multitasking is not really a thing, right? Some people are just better at bouncing back and forth between tasks. But the fact is that we can't do more than one thing at a time. Like you get all the way down to the most basic level, like our brain cannot process more than one thought at a time. And so we, we have to understand that, that being able to do those things, being able to do multiple things at one time is really counterproductive to what we're trying to get done. And I think you'll see why that is as we get through today. So with that word multitasking, I used to use it all the time. I try to never use it anymore. Let me tell you a little story, and a lot of you have heard this, um, but if you haven't, or this will be a good refresher if it's been a minute since you heard it, I want to tell you a story about a jar and about rocks, pebbles, and sand. Now, imagine there is a college professor, and he's teaching to his students, and he's holding up this mason jar, this glass mason jar, and on the desk in front of him, he has a small pile of rocks, and he has a small pile of pebbles and he has some sand and he holds up the jar and he says is this jar empty and all the students agree it's empty right so he puts the rocks in the big rocks they're bigger rocks he puts those into the jar first and he says all right is the jar full and the students look at the jar and they can see that the jar is full of these big rocks all the way to the top and they say yes the jar is full and he takes the pebbles and he starts to pour the pebbles in with the rocks. Now, these pebbles, they're much smaller than the rocks, right? So as he starts to pour them in and he jiggles the jar and lets the pebbles settle and they settle in and around the rocks, and as this jar starts to fill up with the pebbles, he continues to jiggle it and it settles a little bit more and he gets the jar all the way filled up to the top with pebbles and now there's rocks and pebbles in the jar and he holds it up to his students and he says, is the jar full now? And the students say, well, yeah, it's full. But now he has rocks and pebbles in it. And then he takes out the sand and he starts to pour the sand into the jar. And as he shakes the jar to let it settle, as he's pouring it down in there, he continues to pour the sand and shake and settle. And he continues to pour it in there until all the sand is filled up to the rim of the jar. And now you have rocks and pebbles and sand in the jar. And he, and he holds it up to his students and he says, now is the jar full and they all have this big smile on their face and now they understand that the jar is truly full. Well, he goes on to tell what each of those things represent and the rocks, those are our big things in life and we can look at that in two different ways, right? We can look at that in uh, in, in things in our work 
workplace or our work life, or we can look at it just in, in life in general, right? So our rocks are the big things, the things that matter most, and just in, as a matter of life in general. Those are the things that you live for, right? That's your family, and that's your, uh, your passions, it's your purpose, it's your calling, it's, it's those things that find, you find fulfillment in. It might be your religion, or uh, it might be your relationships, Whatever it is that you find that, that, that is your life, right? The biggest things in your life, that is the rocks. And the pebbles, they stand for the things that are important in your life, but they're not what you live for, right? It might be your job. It might be where you live. It might be your hobbies. You know, the, the things that are important to you, but it's not what you live for, right? Then the sand, that's just the miscellaneous stuff, right? That's scrolling through Facebook, Right, you follow me? That is watching a movie on Netflix. That's it's the things that really are just fillers of time. Okay. Now I want you to imagine if that jar was still empty, back at the beginning when that jar was empty. If that professor would have poured the sand in first, and then the pebbles in after that, and you can just picture in your mind's eye the layers that are filling up in this jar. Right, sand first fills up. Let's just say a third of the jar, and then pours the pebbles in, and it fills up another third of the jar. Now, how many of the rocks do you think that he could fit in in one-third of the jar that's left? Now, remember that he had filled the jar with rocks to start with, so there was enough rocks to fill up the whole jar. But now that the sand and the pebbles are in there first, there's no room for the rocks. And if we think about that like our life, If we fill our life with the things that don't really matter or the things that are just time wasters, right? Just just those things that we're just scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok. I mean, how many hours can you waste on TikTok, right? (laughs) I mean, you hear people talking about all the time. I, I get on TikTok and an hour later, I'm still there and wonder what happened. But if you fill your life with the with the sand and even the pebbles, which which might be important, but that's not what you live for then there's no room for the things that actually mean the most in your life. Does that make sense? So we have to make room for the rocks first. We've got to make room for the things that matter most first in our life. And in in the big picture, that means our family and it means our relationships and, and, and those things that matter most, that those things, those our purpose. It's what we live for. We We have to make time for those first. Those have to be a priority in our life. And then we fill that in with the things that are important, but not that we live for, our job, our, uh, our, uh, our hobbies, the things that we love to do. Those are the pebbles. And then we just, you know, we'll fill in the, the, the little missing gaps with a little bit of sand here and there. But if there's not room for the rocks, then what else are we living for, right? And I think so many times as we get busy, let's look at it from the workplace perspective, but as so many times we get super busy and we have a lot on our work place to-do list, if you will, uh, we, we, we end up taking the, the low-hanging fruit, the small stuff, the easy stuff that we think, well, I can knock this out and get it off my plate, and I can knock this out and get it off my plate, or I don't know where to start, so I'm just going to do this mindless task that really doesn't mean a whole lot. But what we're really doing is we're putting off the things that matter most. We're saying, I, I'm not going to start that big project, even though it's really important, because I just don't have time to get started on it. But the reason that we don't have time often is because we're messing with the sand and we're messing with the pebbles. Does that make sense? I think it's a good reminder for us to make sure that we're putting 
the most important things first, the things that, that matter most about our life first, followed by the things that are important, followed by the, the things that just take up time. It's hard sometimes to prioritize what needs to be done now and what needs to be pushed out down the road a little bit, right, in the workplace. Let's talk about in the workplace only for just a minute. There is a, a, a process or a, a method, if you will, about how you can prioritize the things that, that need to be done in the workplace. And oftentimes, you might find that what is on your to-do list, it isn't even something that you need to do. It might be something you need to delegate to somebody else, but somehow it's on your to-do list. If you're like me, then you are someone who will take on too many tasks, right? You, you, you are willing, someone asks you to do something, and you just do it, right? You, or, or you see something that needs to be done and you just take that task on, whether it's because you don't think anybody else can do it as well as you can, or you want to put your stamp on it, or you, you don't think that somebody else will have time or is capable, or whatever the reason is, you see something that needs to be done and you just add it to your list. But sometimes that needs to be delegated. And there's other things on your to-do list, believe it or not, that you just need to throw off the list. Like they're just not important enough to be there. They're just sand on your list. And so there's a there's a, pr- a process or a method that you can use. It's called the urgent important matrix or the Eisenhower matrix. I'm going to put a link to some information about that in the show notes. I'm not going to cover it during this podcast. I've ha- I've talked about it in the past. You can look back on a previous podcast and I talked about it in great detail, the Eisenhower matrix. Um, but But it is something that I think might help you to uh, prioritize the tasks that are on your to-do list in the workplace. Uh, and what it does is it allows you to prioritize by things that you need to do first, things that you need to schedule to do later, things that you need to delegate to someone else, and things that you need just need to toss out. You don't even need to do them at all. They just need to be gone. Again, I'll put some show notes in about the Eisenhower matrix or the urgent important matrix so you can learn more about that. You know, one of the things that I learned in real estate, and, and I'm, I'm continuing to learn because this is something that is my least favorite thing about real estate, and I have to continually remind myself of this, and it's the idea that you have to control the controllables. You've heard me say that before if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time. Control the controllables, and that just means there's stuff that's out of your control. There are things that you, you don't have any control over. But those are things oftentimes that bring stress into your life that maybe you're even on your to-do list, but you don't have any control over them. And it's important that we understand that we have to, we have to focus on controlling the controllables. And that means the things that are out of your control, you've got to let those go. The things that are within your control, that's where your focus should be. In real estate, there are so many different hands in the process, Right. Uh, if you're doing a, a residential transaction, let's just say you have the buyer's agent, you have the buyer, you have the seller's agent and the seller. You've got the lender, you've got the mortgage broker, you've got the closing attorneys, you've got uh, real estate brokers on both sides, you've got inspection uh, people, you've got appraisers, um, you've got contractors if work needs to be done, you've got pest control people, you've, you've got a list of people and all of these people all have a job to do to try to make sure that the real estate transaction can close and close on time and you know in the best interest of all parties. Well, this is the least favorite thing about real estate to me is that there's so many things out of my control. 
I can do my job 100% correctly, and yet there's 10 other people who can blow up the transaction. I have to constantly remind myself that I have to just control the controllables. If I don't, I'll drive myself crazy. And this is part of tackling our to-do list sometimes. If I've got a bunch of things that are out of my control and I spend time worrying about those, I'm not focusing on my to-do list, right? I'm not focusing on the things that are within my control. So control the controllables. Along the way, as you're doing that, as you're, as you're making progress, as you're getting things checked off your to-do list, celebrate the wins. If it's small things, like you, you get done with a couple things or you knock something off your to-do list or you, you make some progress on something, maybe it's a project that you, you, know, you complete 25% of that project, celebrate the win. Be excited about the progress that you do make. Instead of focusing on how big your list is and how daunting it is and how in the world you're ever going to finish it, how about celebrate some of the things that you are accomplishing? Celebrate the wins. And the last thing that I want to share with you today, and this is a very, this is two words. I'm going to say two words to you, but this is a hard thing to do sometimes. The last tip I have for you on being able to tackle your to-do list is simply this. Say no. So many times I get asked to do something, and for whatever reason, whether it's because I want to be a help to the person or I feel like I have a skill in that space or, uh, or I want to contribute or I want to feel like I'm needed. I think all human beings have this desire to feel needed. And for whatever the reason is, each given circumstance, I have a hard time telling people no. But I have to continually remind myself that I don't have time to do everything that I want to do and that everybody else wants me to do. And a lot of times those things that we're asked to do They're just sand and sometimes pebbles. And when the sand and the pebbles get in the way of the rocks, then we've got our priorities off track. There are times when we just need to say no, whether that's a request from somebody else externally that's coming to us or whether it's something that we want to do ourselves. Sometimes there are new hobbies or new ventures or new things that I want to start, but you know what? There's just not time. Like it's not the right time in my life. There's there's not enough space, right, in time in my life for me me to be able to start that doesn't mean I'm not going to at some point. It doesn't mean it's not a good idea. It just means I might have to put it on hold until I can fit time in there where it doesn't interfere with my rocks and maybe even my pebbles. So if you're like me in that space, learning to say no can be a huge win when it comes to accomplishing the things on our to-do list. Well, folks, I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you to start chopping things off of your to-do list. You can do that by understanding that you can only do one thing at a time. And you can do it by putting a priority on the things that matter most, your rocks, and then your pebbles. And you can celebrate your your wins along the way. Be excited about the things that you are accomplishing. And then lastly, you can do it by saying no to the things that don't align with your goals. My challenge is for you to take those little tips and start chopping things off of your to-do list. I use those tips, and I know that you can be successful using them too. Well, that's all the time I've got for today. Thanks for listening to PXP. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your circle. Chances are that they're going to like it too. But most of all, I hope that something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow, and I hope you have an absolutely amazing day.